1: you always say welcome 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 number one sports talking indeed uh, we ain't like the falcons we won't blow the lead look all we talk is who that uh, who got cut and who back Bookies uh, in the vets uh, players you should look at yeah, it's the sports yeah, coma you don't want to miss it got the pre-game party post-game statistics, post-game statistics. get a visit for Sway. maybe dc or five. Yeah. it's the hottest thing smoking big Guys, go to YouTube and Live. Make sure you subscribe. In the views inside the Saints Lockery High. Talk to Drew, Jordan, Zach, Payton. New Orleans, who that nation? Best believe when I say we be golden black. Ain't a miracle of robbery could ever hold us back. No, beast quake, bounding gate, let the truth be told. It's the sports coma. All we know is say Super Bowl. Yeah. are well, listening to the sports coma.
0: Is this for you guys yeah, I a, I think this
2: I think you know the last two years have been unusual for um, you know for the evaluation process for our league, and so it's kind it's good to be back into a the circumstance that feels a lot more normal um, than it has been the last two years, and so uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a um, it's a real good information gathering. Uh, circumstance for us and and look our our college scouts were able to get on campuses this year they were able to do much more of a of a um, normal uh, process than than uh, they were the year before so I feel good about uh, where we're at but again this this is a a valuable um, event for not just the Saints but for our entire league
0: does anything with the scouting process change going from Sean to, to Dennis, just as far as communication players, type of players you guys like? Does anything change with anything?
2: Um, well look we've had a few changes on our coaching staff, so certainly, you know, part of that is making sure that as a personnel department our guys understand exactly what our coaches value at you know, at the positions that they coach. Um but we've had a lot of carryover too, so uh, it, there hasn't been a lot of change. But just it's more nuanced than it is change um, in terms of the communication and the process. That that hasn't changed. You know, we're we're a team that gets uh, that believes in having our coaching staff, you know, heavily involved in the um, in the uh, evaluation process. You know, particularly for the draft uh, and free agency, and and that's going to continue.
0: And how much is the way you guys? Build your roster dictated by like what the other teams in your own division are doing. Like- yeah,
2: I wouldn't say a lot. Um, I, I'd say it's 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 a lot more about hey, what we do as opposed to what teams in our division do.
0: Do you think it's difficult to have the approach of getting a quarterback through the draft when you you pick so far back? Is that yeah. possible, or does uh, it think, need to be addressed
2: before? Well, I th- I, yeah, I think that would be difficult. Uh, just because you know when you when you're picking uh, in the latter half of the draft, you just don't know what's going to uh, fall to you, number one. So it's hard to target someone. And look, there even if you you uh, um, you know decide you want to make a move forward, you're limited in that. You know, moving from from. Uh, from where we're at at 18 into the into the top, you know, eight or 10 picks is is really difficult. It's expensive in terms of the um, draft capital you have to give up. And so it's unrealistic. Typically, it can happen. It's not impossible, but um, pretty difficult to predict.
3: Where's
4: the value in this draft? Where's the this position?
2: Yeah, I, I think we're still sorting that out, um, John. Uh, I, I think that there's. Based on what we've seen so far I think there's a, a you know a, a really strong group of receivers and and, and DBs and and, um, and there's a couple other positions but I think we're still we're still gathering that uh, uh, information
0: it's kind of your take on, on like this boom of young receivers in the NFL it seems like a lot of guys just like yeah come in ready to play
2: yeah I think that's um, I look I remember and this is maybe 10 12 years ago you know the studies were always that it took receivers three years to you know get acclimated and right. and really uh, you know get their feet on the ground and, and have success and, and recently that it that trend has changed and we've had guys come in right away as rookies and have significant success and um you know I think that's probably a reflection of the passing game in, in college and these guys being well coached at the college level so um but it is different than it was, you know, say, 15, 10, 15 years ago.
3: It even goes back to, like,
0: 7-on-7 seven seven, stuff like that, and you just kind of now starting to yeah. see all that stuff kind of play out now. Yeah,
2: certainly. Uh, that's a factor, yeah. The, the um, you know, high schools, Yeah, uh, you know, they, they just to a lot more than they used to. It's plain and simple. i not doing beer anymore. This is, like, kind of a, a large draft class, too, right? Yes, like, just because all the COVID guys yes. come out and everything. Yeah. Um,
0: so uh, how does that at all change what you guys are doing? Um, in, and uh, secondly, like as some of these guys are going to be 24-year-old rookies. Does that factor into that? Yeah. Too? Um,
2: I, don't, I don't think the age, the age factors in that significantly. Um, I think the size of the class does, though. And so... You know what you would probably say on the surface is that having you know multiple picks in the second, third, fourth rounds, even fifth round, uh, um, are really probably more valuable than they would you would say in the past. And, and look, uh, there's going to be a lot of undrafted free agents that are really good players that in another year might be drafted. And so um, there's there's not going to be a real opportunity, um, not just in the draft but after the draft.
0: Mickey, what, what role is? I'm probably gonna say his name wrong. Matt Maria. Like, is he gonna? Is he the strength and
3: conditioning?
2: Yeah, he's gonna be the director of sports science for us, and and uh, and uh, he's gonna be head of, the, head of the strength and conditioning program.
0: What are some of the things you like? Saban mentioned that like those guys cut down their soft tissue injuries. Incredibly. Yeah, I think.
2: Look, I think we're just advancing in terms of the technology and the the. Uh, the techniques and the things that he's going to apply, hopefully help us with, um, yeah. you know, not just the injury factor, although that's important, um, but in terms of, you know, just the performance of our athletes.
0: And then uh, Cody Barnes, what was one of the, where some of the things you guys like? Yeah, look,
2: I, you know, that's a guy that, um, this is probably a better question for Dennis than me, yeah. but, but, you know, he, he's a guy Talk who he kept hearing his name <laughs> repeatedly, you know. Uh, I've said to you guys before that one of the questions I always ask of our scouts is, you know, who are the college coaches out there that you guys are really impressed with as you, you know, make your campus visits? And and um, that's a name that came up, you know, several times, and it uh, was very impressive in the uh, interview process, and and we kept hearing really good things about him, and, and um, you know, I think we're fortunate to have him.
4: Yeah. Talk to Dennis.
3: There he is. He busted for y'all, man. Mickey Loomis, man, the GM of the Saints, busted. Talk to Dennis. <laughs> That's the first time. All right, much love to the fan. I appreciate y'all joining me for this installment of the show. And like I've been saying for some time now, welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys, but we have intense entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports family. I'm big Q to host you the great Saint. thank thank much love to the fam. I salute the who that nation. I salute the black and gold nation. I salute you much love to the fam. Uh, much love indeed. So big ups to the fam. Appreciate y'all joining me for this late edition Thursday show. Uh, Saints at a 2022 NFL scouting combine. And of course we started to show off. I went, you know who it is. It's Mickey. Mickey uh, dropping some science on the rest of the who that nation uh, thinking about some things, Uh, but uh, you know, made mention of Cody Burns, the new wide receiver uh, coach. He also talked about the new uh, strength and conditioning coach Rhea, Dr. Rhea uh, that comes over from the university of Alabama What, with, with some, I, I kind of say a new way of thinking in terms of bringing uh, that mindset into the uh side of the conditioning aspect to kind of kind of bring up the saints uh you know we had Dale remple for years under coach payton since 06 and dennis allen one of the first moves he did was to just get a new uh strength and conditioning coach somebody that's more current with the newest scientific measurements and the things that need to be done so that was a bit of innovation right there by the black and gold to be honest with you fam and uh Mickey speaking about it among other things. So welcome to the show. I appreciate you guys being up in here. Much love to everybody. Uh as well. Uh brother Jerry, Joe Gidry, Trey Joseph, uh Derek Cropper. I see you, fam. Much love. Tramal, Young City, Ninth Mord, Brother Prime is in the building. Tim Dunn is in the building. 504 Co. I see you, fam. Who that to everybody uh as well. Zoidi, I see you, fam. Uh, Marcos, what's up, fam? Who that to your brother Tyrese is in the building as well. All right, Keelan, what's up, fam? Much love to you and the rest of the fam. Who that to your Lori, what's happening, baby? Much love to the Queens. Much love to the Kings as well. So big ups to the fam. Please hit the like button if you hadn't hit it. Also hit the subscribe button if you're not a subscriber. And join, join, baby, the great Saint Think Tank, the sports coma. Uh, much love to the fam. So Mickey brings us in. What's up, Jarrell? Who that to you, fam? Brother Charles, I see you, fam. Mickey starts off the broadcast, fam. And uh, kind of drops uh, some information and we're going to cover it in an article from Luke Johnson. Got several articles. We're going to go over fam. So I'm going to try to keep y'all too long on the stream tonight. Uh, what's up, brother Slim who that to you as well. Uh, we're going to run through these things. So please hit the like button as we get going, baby. All right, we're going to start it off and this one's coming from Nola.com's Luke Johnson. We're going to cover this. We're going to cover another article right here. Contract projections for top saints free agents. We're going to talk about the saints assigning re up with Jawan Johnson on a one year deal. We're going to cover that as well. The NFL players union agreed to suspend the C-19 protocols. I'm going to talk about that as well. So uh, we're going to get off into it, into the stream. So let's start it off. Mickey opens up the broadcast at the saints at the combine. And what's the saints plan at QB? What's up with Mike Thomas, Mickey Loomis addresses those big topics. Of course it was like a 14 minute interview. I, wasn't going to play the whole thing. The NFL descended upon Indianapolis this week to scout the next wave of NFL talent, but that is the only one piece of assembling the roster as the New Orleans Saints are assembling their draft boards. They're also mapping out how they will put the rest of the puzzle together with the start of the NFL free agency right around the corner. Those decision uh, processes are taking shape. The most important question the Saints have to answer is who will play quarterback for the team in 2022 and potentially beyond. Presently, the Saints have three quarterbacks under contract next season, Taysom Hill, Ian book and Blake Bartles of all people, but they will be adding at least one and the potential two players to that mix. Uh, and there's a timing element to this as teams will begin negotiating with free agents on March the 14th. The saints do not want to be the team left standing when the music stops. Jameis Winston, who started seven games for the team last year before tearing his ACL. And we ate well, actually, you know, a dirty play by a buck player. Uh, did that, and of course, you heard what Mickey said, we cu- we covered that, we're approaching the quarterback decision with a sense of urgency, that's for sure,
4: yeah, yeah, we're approaching quarterback decision with a sense of urgency, that's for sure, hopefully, we can get something done with one of these guys that's available, Jameis is certainly an option for us, and we're open option for him as well, we'll go through the process here and see what happens, yeah.
3: The Saints roster situation, despite a salary cap situation that seems outwardly precarious, the New Orleans Saints should have to gut its roster. Shouldn't have to or should not. In the offseason, it feels like the roster ha- it has in place could continue with the right quarterback that combined with the uncertainty of who will be available in the Saints. Turn comes around in the draft point toward the Saints, most likely opting for a veteran quarterback. Uh, the Saints currently hold the number 18 pick in the draft when asked whether the Saints current draft position would make him uncomfortable waiting until April to address the quarterback position. Mickey said, quote,
4: yeah, it will be difficult because when you're picking in the latter half of the draft, you don't know what's going to fall to you. So it's hard to target someone. And even if you decide you want to move forward and you're limited in that move from where you're at at 18 into the top eight or 10 picks, it's really difficult. It's expensive in terms of draft capital. You have to give up. So, anyway, there's also the
3: question of who that quarterback is going to throw to and who is going to protect of that quarterback. Let's get into it. Mike Thomas. Uh, Loomis said he expects wide receiver Mike Thomas to be back for the 2022 season after injuries wrecked his 2020-21 campaigns, adding that initial reports coming back on Thomas recovery have been positive.
4: Here's Mickey. He says, I know it's certainly motivated. He's certainly motivated. He's always motivated. So that's not the issue.
3: so even if the Saints are banking on a return to fall for Thomas, there are some unresolved questions behind them. New Orleans lacked punch from its receivers in 21, while Thomas missed the entire season, and two of its top options from last season are not under contract for 2022. Traquan Smith, get the hell out of here. While Deontay Harris-Harty will be a restricted free agent, the Saints looking to resign him. The Saints receivers currently signed for the 2022 season. Only one is Callaway, recorded more than 250 yards receiving last season. So we got work to do. We've
4: got got, we've got room.
3: Saints also will be looking for a new left tackle. Tyron Armstead, who has manned that position for the last eight seasons, is set to hit the free agency. Uh, And despite persistent injury issues that have plagued Armstrong throughout his, I mean, Armstead throughout his career, he's currently or widely considered one of the top offensive tackles in the NFL when healthy, making three of the last four Pro Bowls, the NFL's Three highest paid left tackles all command at least $22 million per year, and Armstead could very well join them this offseason. Last offseason, Trent Williams reset the left tackle market with a six-year $138 million deal despite dealing with his own injuries and being a year older than Armstead. And you don't think Armstead wants to bank out? And uh, Trent Williams is good, but, man, you know, Armstead will healthy way better than that dude. And if a sort and if that sort of market develops harmstead this offseason, he's likely to test for agency. The Saints likely would be priced out of competing for his services. The same idea applies to safety Marcus Williams, who the Saints are not likely to apply a franchise tag to for the second consecutive year. The top three earners at free safety all make more than 14 million annually. annually. And if a team values Williams at that level, New Orleans may be forced to let him walk. As with any offseason, these are all fluid situations. With many variables at play, but the saints are getting their plans in place. So really good article by Luke Johnson. Please feel free to go to NOLA.com and check that article out and read other stuff from Luke. He's a good, he, he, he covered this one pretty good. So let's address some of this stuff. He talked about Jameis Winston and family members all in. Now we know we, we talked about that as well. Thank you, brother prom uh, for uh, becoming a member, sir. Thank you for the last 18 months. Appreciate prom been a member for 18 months. Much love to you. All right. So let's start with Jameis Winston being at that, that is the most important question uh, as far as the, the Saints are going. Of course, you look at the money, monetarily speaking, the Saints currently still a little bit over $40 million in overage. You know, we have to get down into the black we're currently forty plus mil in the red as far as the cap situation is concerned. Um, we have to we have several restructuring we have to do to kind of get that down, and we have to get that done by mid March. Another thing to be considered is the fact that Saints do have a lot of draft capital. What do the Saints do with all that good draft capital? Do they fill out skilled players around said quarterback? And he made a good point about the Saints sticking with a veteran. Why? Because it makes sense. The Saints whole offseason up to this point as wild and as predictable as it's been in certain aspects. Coach Payton's kind of stunned who that nation when he stepped down. And of course, he named his successor, which was Dennis Allen. It took us around the world to get to him, but we finally made it there. Then we found out, you know, Carmichael didn't want to be the OC originally. Then he changed his mind after the Saints were looking for OCs. So we ended up with the guys we thought we were going to get initially. The, the even with the coordinators, we knew it'd be between Ryan Nielsen and Coach Richard, And what what did they do? They co-defensive coordinated them. <laughs> what does that mean? Saints walking a, a a very, a very uh, conservative path here. So we're not with with the movement to stay familiar. That's the term right there. I'm searching for familiar familiarity is the key term here uh, this off season for the Saints. They're not looking to do anything totally uh, uh, revolutionary, they're just basically keeping the status quo to a degree. Now, they did sprinkle in a little seasoning into the mixture into the gumbo that they were cooking with the new uh, strengthening condition coach, that was a good one, and a new wide receivers coach, uh, and Cody Burns. That was a good one. A little fresh blood here or there. Very, very well done. Now, if you see what the familiarity the Saints have been utilizing uh, for pretty much this offseason, I anticipate that trend to continue moving forward because Jameis Winston would definitely fit that dynamic. He's been this will be his third year being here. He's familiar with the offense. He wants to be here. And I think that's something we can look at keeping, brother. Prime, thank you for your super chat. Say, I think Vellus Jones Jr., wide receiver from Tennessee, would be a steal. Thank you, brother. Prime, and we're gonna talk about the draft too. I'm gonna to have some of the family members to do to do drafts, and we'll cover it tomorrow's show. I'll open up the lines of communication, and allow the family members to share their drafts, um, and explain that. So we'll be we'll do some. We'll do our first mock draft on Friday and I'll have the invite the family members to do theirs as well. Thank you, brother prime. All right, let's move forward. So I'm thinking James will be that guy there at the quarterback position. It just makes sense with some of the stuff the Saints are going to do and to keep things moving as it, as they want to Along with Dennis Allen, Pete Carmichael, coach Rashard, Ryan Nilsson, uh, the quarterback situation should be the same. Jameis should be the guy he wants to be here. And the saints want to have Jameis. This is a good matchup for him. He has to, it'll be his third year in the system, and you just have to build the offense around Jameis Winston. Uh, whatever happens, Elvin Kamara will f- figure that out. Mike Thomas will come back healthy. So the Saints will have an opportunity to add skill set players around the black and gold. So the next issue we talked about in the article is Teron Armstead. He's right on Teron Armstead, and we talked about this ad nauseum during, during the offseason, during the season, and before the season. When we talked about how the Saints had leaked it, that they would let him test the market. But we knew that Teron Armstead will bank out. We I kind of kept telling people I even showed them the cap resources from sport track and over the cap showing that an estimated value for Teron Armstead's services is 20 plus million. He's he is right now picked to be one of the top offensive linemen. And this is from NFL.com. As you see, these are the top. 100 free agents that's available this year. And that's by Greg Rosenthal of NFL.com. And if you scroll down, you see Graham, I mean, Devontae Adams, wide receiver sitting on top. And you keep scrolling down, look at Mr. Armstead sitting right here at fourth on the list. And he's sitting over the 26 year old Orlando Brown, which he's way better than them. He's healthy. He's going to bank out. So a lot of people see Tyron Armstead there and he could be a help. So that's why I was saying, that Teron Armstead they won't the Saints won't be able to afford Teron. It's up to him if he wants to stay. Uh, if he gives him a sweetheart deal, that's that'll work. But any other way, absolutely not. Uh Teron Armstead is good as going, man. Especially man. 20 million dollars, man. And of course we move on to the question of and the really good man what they made mention of was Marcus Williams. Marcus Williams he's right. Marcus Williams is a guy that uh that is going to command North the 13 million. We said that last year when he wanted the money, you take a look at uh, the free agents here. And as you get down to safety, they got Jesse Bates here first uh, as the number 10, then Tyron Matthew is 11 and they got Marcus Williams at twelfth. And then what they say in NFL, uh, dot com is they say, no, this is not a ranking of how much money each player will make. I appear to I appear to value top safeties more than NFL general managers do. And there are a few safeties better and steadier than Williams. This is what Rosenthal is saying, even though Marcus Williams showed a lot of improvement, especially last year under a coach Richard, but do the saints feel comfortable enough in paying Marcus Williams, 13 plus million north of 13 million a year. Well, Dennis Allen's running a team now, right? So Dennis Allen likes Marcus Williams, but is that enough to get Marcus Williams the money? So, We'll see how that all shakes and goes. But those are interesting uh, issues. But I don't anticipate the Saints using the, the franchise tag on Marcus Williams. Again, they either get up off the pot, you know, crap or get up off the pot. Uh, I hate to use that vulgar analogy, but this is what they need to do in terms of Marcus Williams. Make a decision on him and move on. Either decide to sign a young man, bring him on in or find somebody else. Like I just showed you in free agency they have uh, according this is Rosenthal he has two safeties higher than Marcus Williams on this free agency list Jesse Bates the 25 year old uh, uh from the Bengals there and of course Tyron Matthew who is here the 30 year old uh safety here uh who who is quite the playmaker so you can see him right there 1 2 uh, 10 11 and uh 12 so we'll see where the chips fall as far as that's concerned let's move on to the next article here And that's comparing the contract projections for top free agents uh, for the Saints top free agents anyway. So let's get into it. This is from Ross over at the Saints Network. I mean, at the uh, Saints Wire, Jameis Winston, as you can see here, the sport track projection. You like to use those two. It's the best resource, five to 10 million per year. And you can see the uh, PF focus projection at seven to 12 million dollars a year for Jameis. Average projection is about eight and a half. Million, so they're saying between five to ten million, and it could spike a bit depending on uh, the competition that Jameis gets from other teams, which would be looking at Jameis Winston, perhaps the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There have been articles we showed it on the show from Buck Price, uh, from Buccaneers press and papers in their area pushing Tampa Bay to go back to Jameis Winston after his uh, journey to the black and gold. Made him very responsible. gave put you know kind of turned his head in the right direction. Uh, So and they looking to get Jameis Winston back to Tampa. That is something. Perhaps Pittsburgh is another team that's looking, and there's several other teams who are looking that could possibly be looking at Jameis Winston as a quarterback. That the that's the bad news. The good news is that Jameis appears and has said that he wants to be with the Saints. And uh, he might have he will definitely make the best money he's ever made with the Saints this year. But that's pretty good projection by sport sport rack that has it between five to ten million dollars, which is not a bad price to pay for a starting quarterback as young as Jameis Winston, who's going to be affiliated with your offensive system for the past three years and could have had and had some success, a lot of success, especially last year. If healthy, he would have had his best year. So fixing the offensive line. Uh, giving him weapons around him. We'll finally see him and Mike Thomas. But the ru- the the rumor mill is saying that the Saints are, they want Jameis Winston back. And it makes sense. And Jameis wants to be here. So, I mean, and then the path of least resistance for Jameis to be a starting quarterback in the New Orleans Saints building. Three years in the system. Man, let me tell you something. This is a good pairing. It might drive up his acting costs because people are looking at it, but I think it'll be They'll get this done as James will be a quarterback with the black and gold. Let's go to Mr. Teron Armstead. We covered that sport track. I showed you their numbers estimated 20 plus million uh, per year for Teron Armstead. He'll be completely priced out of the saints way. It just all depends on which direction Teron wants to go. If Teron wants to come here, he would probably more than likely have to give the saints an opportunity to uh, to uh, he might have to give the Saints a hometown discount or, you know, to kind of stay with the team. But I, I just don't see uh, why he would do that. I think Teron Armstead still should bank out and go do his thing. He done paid his dues. He done played for the Saints for eight years. It's time for him to go get that big paper, baby. Go ahead and get bank out. I'm not mad at you, Teron. Much love, brother. Marcus Williams. This is a big question right here as well. And plus the Saints are a bit cash strapped right now. And even when they get underneath the 40 million plus dollar overage, they still have some work to do. Sport track projection of Marcus Williams have him north of uh, the 13 million. It said, but 15 million per year uh, that he can get. I'm pretty sure somebody would give him this and it probably be your rivals looking to uh, bank out with uh, Marcus Williams. But he wants that paper, baby. And they in line, 15 million dollars a year for him. Behind Jameis and Marcus may be the most important player on the list with Coach uh, Dennis Allen at the helm after being elevated from the defensive coordinator. Would it would make sense to see a pointed cha- a charge toward keeping Williams, who's one of the top free safeties in the NFL. With a dry draft class and free agent market, when it comes to rangy safety play, keeping Williams in New Orleans becomes all the more imperative. With a via a long-term deal or a second consecutive year on the franchise tag, which will carry at least $13 million price tag in 2022, the Saints could do everything they can to keep Williams from heading elsewhere. So, yes, indeed. 13 million on the on the uh, tag for the Saints and thir- north of 13 million a year to get a deal done. So the Saints really uh, don't want to pinch the cap. I mean, use the franchise tag. Just get the deal done with Marcus Williams, man. You know, under coach Richard. I think he'll continue to blossom into a very good safety. So. He should be a guy that they look to sign and bring back. All right, move on to Mr. Deontay Harris-Harty. Uh, nine estimated just under $10 million a year. Wide receiver Deontay Harty was the Saints' most reliable receiver in 21. When available, he went through early a uh, portion of the season leading the team in receiving yards, finishing the year with 570 yards. He trailed only uh, Callaway with 698 with new wide receiver coach Cody Burns in the, in the facility. The Saints should be looking to revamp this position, but not with the exclusion of Hardy and and, and Deontay is an ex- uh, exclusive rights free agent, uh, so he's uh, he will be able to. Uh, I think he's restricted. I'm sorry, he should be able to come back. But the reality is, yeah, you want to definitely bring Deontay Harris Hardy back at nine million nine million dollars a year. We'll see how if that. Cap holds value, but he's a tre- a tremendous force wide receiver wise, catches the ball really well. And his numbers could have been a lot better. He was dealing with injury. He had the suspension that that happened to him as well. So Deontay Harris, man, we didn't groomed this guy to be a player for us. And hopefully we can stick around. But uh, at $9 million, do you keep Deontay Harris hearty? You guys let me know. And that's some of the guys right there. Not too many big name guys, but Marcus Williams is the guy. On the back end of the defense, you still got the guy to his left there. Uh, as you can see, Malcolm Jenkins getting older. So you want to probably end up, you know, look out for those guys. Do you see guys like P.J. Williams? You can get for cheap, too, on a one year, two year deal. I can see P.J. coming back uh, to help out in the safety room. but at some at some point, the Saints going to have to pick up a safety and a draft to groom at some point.
0: Prize picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.
3: All right, so there you go. Let's move on to the next article in the Saints, and this is from uh, Fox 8. Saints signed tight end Jawan Johnson to a one year deal. They also the other day signed Huggins uh, to El- uh, Albert Huggins, the big defensive tackle back. That was the first one of the first moves they make. But they also do a good thing by signing Saints tight end Jawan Johnson back. So there it is. The Saints are uh, bringing back tight end Jawan Johnson to a one year deal. A league source confirmed the Fox eight sports. Johnson was an exclusive rights free agent, meaning Saints were the only team he could have negotiated with. Johnson made the full time transition to tight end last season and finished with 13 catches for four touchdowns. According to NFLPA records, Johnson will earn just under nine hundred thousand dollars this upcoming season. So congratulations to Jawan Johnson made a really good one. And remember, it's intriguing because before any of this even happened, family, you remember what was happening with Jawan Johnson, we were talking about when he was a wide receiver, man, they need to convert that dude to a wide receiver. And it's crazy because it's like, you know, we, you know, us, you know, us in the great same thing, we were saying it before it was a thing. Like the same thing with P.J. Williams for years. I was talking about P.J. Williams needs to be a safety man. He needs it because he's not good. He's not a good cover corner, even though he did a better job this year in years. But it, but he when he plays with confidence, he's very dangerous. So it was good to see uh, uh guys like P.J. Williams step up. And at some point, he was tied with the lead with several other defensive backs with three interceptions. So he was stepping up, making plays and making things happen. So I could see P.J. come back here as well. But Jawan Johnson was a very smooth transition to the tight end position. For whatever reason, he disappeared through the middle of the season and couldn't explain why. Uh, Coach Peyton said he just deactivated him because he needed uh, some guys to play on special teams or whatever it was. But he, it was games that we went without seeing Jawan Johnson. And and that was too bad because the tight end room suffered because of that. You had Nick Vanette that was, wasn't there. You had Garrett, whatever his face was, getting hurt all the time. And Adam Troutman struggling. So Jawan Johnson, when he came in, he when they threw to him and when he came in, he actually did pretty well. And he probably would have had more catches if Taysom Hill wasn't throwing uh, the past three, four feet over his hand. And the man standing up there six foot four. <laughs> Just crazy. All right, let's move on to the next article here. NFL Players Union agreed to suspend the C-19 protocols, citing decreasing the spread. And this is happening all across the league, fam. So this is a bit of good news as sports intend to go back to normal. You see the mandates coming down. You see all of this is starting to curve. But this is really big. The NFL and NFL Players Association have suspended all league wide C-19 protocols effective immediately, pausing two years of largely successful efforts to play through uh, the pandemic. Uh, Teams received a memo Thursday morning detailing the decision, which was based on the current encouraging trends regarding the prevalence and severity of the C-19. Many of the league's most severe protocols have been dropped by the end of the 21 season, including the mandatory testing for asymptomatic players and staff requirements to wear contact tracing devices and distance limitations in weight rooms and cafeterias. There is no football activity underwear at club facilities at this point in the offseason and early as it can begin as in April 4th for teams that have hired new coaches, but Thursday's change will still affect coaches and other staff members who attend in this week's scouting combine in Indianapolis or work year-round in local markets. These employees will no longer face surveillance testing regardless of vac status or mass requirements teams can choose to impose their own mass policies if desired and the memo does leave the open possibility of reverting to a level of protocol if circumstances warranted quote should there be a reason to reimpose aspects of protocols or take another t- measurements, the memo notes will work closely with the clubs NFLPA and our respective experts and local state and federal public health officials to continue to safeguard the health of the NFL community. Teams are still required to comply with any state and local public health regulations. Now, it forced the NFL to cancel the 21 offseason training precincts, but it's played all regular season and playoff games since with a total of eight games being rescheduled. The full slate included an expansion of postseason in 2020. Thank you, Brother KT. Uh, with his uh, call, I'll read that in just a second, my brother. Thank you for your super chat. Uh, and they said, in some cases, the NFL's work on the C-19 informed decisions by the centers of the CDC and prevention, CDC and other public institutions. The NFL finished the 21 season with a vac rate of 95 percent for players and nearly 100 percent of other football staff minutes. There were four known hospitalization among players, coaches and on field officials for C-19 between the start of training camp 2020 and the end of 2021. And of course, that is good news. For the players, because that was really rough to go through that stuff. And of course, like they say, like they say, they can they can eventually go back to it if it increases, which it more than likely will not to be pessimistic. But it's the reason why this is coming off of here now, because a lot is going on. A lot is going on. All right, Dr. Key. Thank you, Dr. Key, for becoming a pro megastar. Thank you. I thank you, Dr. Key and big ups to you. Thank you, my friend. Good to see you. Hope everything is well with you. All right. KT says uh, Williams. OK, Jameson Williams, uh, Ritter with the second pit. man. That's pretty good draft. And yeah, now you get your wide receiver in Williams. You think he's going to be there at 18 more than likely, KT? You know what? You are probably right, bro, because of the injury that occurred to him. They are anticipating him to slide a bit which is a blessing in the sky for the, for the saints that sit right in the center of almost in the center of the draft. But getting Williams at 18 would be, would be good. You know, he will have to heal up and get totally good, you know, totally healthy, but that is a weapon of epic proportions. You get the quarterback and Ritter uh, out of Cincinnati. You get uh, and then in the third round, you get Mitchell number four, you get uh, and then what you said, uh FC number three, Get Mitchell four Monday four Hart Garrett five Parham, uh six Dees Jr. and Strong Jr. seven Parham, uh twenty two mock track. Okay, that's good. KT, I'm a uh, uh like I said we're gonna do a mock tomorrow. I'm gonna put in the, the uh, matter of fact I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna shoot the link to the family members where they can be able to do that. It's a hold on here. I'm gonna do that right now so y'all can do um your own mock draft simulations as you can see it's right here i got it on screen right here this is uh hold on let me see if i can kind of show y'all where it is i just had it set up here okay here it is mock draft simulation all right so yeah and i'm gonna link this i'm gonna shoot put this link in the description section for you guys so that you so that you guys can um
4: give me just a second here hold on here let me see if I can do that. Hold on here.
3: Let me see if I can do that, fam. Alright, let me see if I can post that. Alright. And pretty much what that does, fam, is what it does is that link that's is right there, that's pinned there. That is, it'll take you. I'm gonna pin it in the top of the chat. And what it'll do is. It'll give you an opportunity to do your own mock draft. I pinned it in the chat so you guys can see it. And what it does is it's going to give you an opportunity to do your own mock. You pick, uh, you know, and then you pick the players according to uh, the need. So, I mean, you can see KT did his thing. And of course you do this and tomorrow I'm going to try to fit as many people as I can with their mock drafts onto the show and have them to explain. I'll do one too explain mine and then we'll roll down kt gm kev and the rest of the family members our the sports coma draft gurus uh to kind of decide and explain why they picked who they picked you get what i'm saying we'll do that have a little fun with it all right but anyway uh you know like i said fam it's not gonna be a long broadcast i just wanted to come at you guys with some good news here Uh, but anyway uh we're gonna do a recap here Uh, We talked about this one by Luke Johnson, the Saints playing at QB. We talked about it, played Mickey Loomis, and this article kind of went along with uh, Mickey Loomis as well. We talked about uh, the financial ramifications of bringing uh, what it looks like on the open market for guys like Jameis Winston, Terrell Armstead, Marcus Williams, Deontay Harris, Hardy. Uh, What it looked like for the Saints to resign some of these men. We knew the Saints already signed back. Uh, Huggins, uh, the, the interior defensive lineman, Elbert uh, Huggins, and tight end Jawan Johnson to deals. And uh, that's that's good to have him back. We also talked about the NFL players union agreeing to spend the C19 protocols, which is big, which is very big. But there are other stuff that's circulating that's going on uh, with the Wall Street stuff and insurance numbers that's kind of leading to this. So uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world behind that, man. But anyway, that's some of the stuff that we're talking about on the on the stream. So, yeah, I'm not going to try to keep y'all very long, but tomorrow we're going to bounce back and do the show like I said and we'll make sure that I give everybody an opportunity to do a mock draft for their own uh to decide on what they're going to do. Brother J Alexander Williams, Bicky, you got to let me explain my mock tomorrow. You're going to get it? Oh yeah, Brother J Alexander, yeah, you're going to get an opportunity uh to do it uh as well. So, like I said, I'm going to give everybody an opportunity uh, try to fit as many people as I possibly can in the show tomorrow so people can do their mock drafts and, uh, you know, and explain themselves. So you do your mock and then we'll put you out there and we'll have you explain, uh, you know, before the before the who that nation and let them let them uh, and tell them why you drafted who you drafted. Brother JT said, hey, Q, I took a couple of days off with the death of my family, my, my father and my aunt and then my sister. I'm sorry to hear that, bro uh, with the, 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 uh, death in your family, much love to you, brother JT. Uh, you know, uh, we always sending out prayers and blessings, M- much love to you, my friend. Uh, it's a very difficult time, man. This stuff is, uh, uh, that this out there, man, it's no joke. I'm, I'm, you know, I've lost people close to me as well. And it's hard to fathom sometimes, man, you know, but, you know, I always say it's got to be a plan. You know, I place. So much love to you, bro. Much support to you. Uh, blessings on you. Uh, love to you and your family, man. Uh, as you go through the difficult time, bro. But we'll be here. We'll be here and we'll go through it with you like a family supposed to. So much love and uh, thank you for sharing that, brother JT. Much love. All right, Tyrese says, I love Trey Burks. He reminds me of Debo Samuel, wide receiver running back. He fast, he can make uh tough catches. Thank you, uh uh Tyrese. Much love. All right. Yeah. Brian Robinson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's a pretty good one too as well. Yeah. I was looking at a lot of this stuff, man, uh, for the family members. Um, Checking that out. What's up, Kelvin? Who that to you, fam? Appreciate you being in the building. Uh, Sam Howell. Yeah. Tyrese. Yeah. Howell. Uh, they had mock drafts, putting Sanks and Howell together. Yeah. What's up, KB? Who that to you, queen? All right. All uh, right. Yeah. Brother KT said Corell is okay, but not the best in the class uh he's talking to free game. What's up free game? Yeah, they got a lot of really good uh receivers in this draft man, especially the top 5 or 6 guys. If the Saints most certainly go into the first round with wide receiver in mind, they're going to find somebody. There are fi- and not all of them are not going to be on the board. At least half of them when it gets to the Saints more than likely will still be there. And Jameson Williams is a guy that could be there because people anticipating him sliding to the mid to late round because of his injury that happened in the bowl game. So we can end up having a star there as well. And the saints are going to feel what they can, but there are also, there could be guys uh, or cheaper options, veteran options to help upgrade the wide receiver room uh, in free agency. Perhaps a guy like DJ chalk. We talked about that on TSC Q and a live DJ chalk uh, is a fantastic wide receiver, has a lot of speed still developing, has a lot of speed, can catch the ball. There is guys like Michael Gallup who would just, he would center, he just, he's a guy with speed and can catch and he's quite dynamic in his own right. There's guys safety, there's a real safe wide receivers like Christian Kirk inside, outside guys that catch everything you throw to him. He's dealing with some injury issues and there are other people, not the top echelon in free agency but the second tier guys, um, you know, that you can get for a steal, or guys you can bring in second to uh, third tier guys that you can bring in on a, a inexpensive contract to help bring a veteran edge to you, uh, to your wide receiver room. And also, like I said, they have some veteran tight end options in this free agency as well. The saints can go to uh, that can help out whether that's Zach Ertz, whether that's Kyle Rudolph, there are several really interesting options for tight ends that can come in and actually help the development of the tight end room. And like I said, There are a lot of uh, needs on the offensive side of the ball and would not be surprised if the majority of these picks in this draft are offensive. I wouldn't I would not be surprised at all if anything is within the first four picks in the draft for the Saints that's defensive. I'm thinking safety. But outside of that, most of that should be offensive picks because every room, uh, you know, use some help. Excluding quarterback, once you sign Jameis Winston, you most certainly want to give him weapons. And of course, the Elman Kamara debacle does, alert, uh, did, does provide an opportunity for you to address that as well. So, a lot of that's going on. So, uh, Stephen, uh, what's up? Steve says, let Marcus Williams walk. P.J. Uh, is second safety. Um <sighs> I would, Yeah, that's right, Tim. Russell Gage, too. Yeah, Russell Gage is a guy that also you could throw in that third tier, inexpensive wide receiver. And Russell Gage hurt the Saints when he played. He's a guy that has a little speed, catches stuff. Russell Gage is a weapon, man. He ain't the big name, but he's one of those guys that can come in and help uh, like he did. He really helped. uh, He really hurt the Saints in some of them games when we was playing, when Kelvin Ridley was there, wasn't there anymore. And Russell Gage stepped in there. Russell Gage was hurting the Saints in a couple of them games last year. So I mean, yeah, we should remember him as well. Brother Ernest says, "Uh, Professor Ernest says uh, Pickens from Georgia. I was watching tape on him, uh, professor as well. Uh, he's not a bad. They got a lot of good wide receivers in this draft, man. A lot of good ones. Not not a lot of good ones. Yeah, Chris Olave uh, is another good one there. Tyrese, yep. Yeah, they got yeah Drake London, uh, Garrett Wilson. You won't get him. He'll be the first one off the off the." coming off of that. But yeah, absolutely. Cedric Wilson's another good one. Yeah, JT, you're right. Cedric Wilson's another good one. That's a third tier wide receivers. They get the Russell Gages, the Cedric Wilsons. And then right above that, you have the Gallops and the guys like that. But those are where you would think the Saints would want to go to get a veteran wide receiver to go along with the young guys that they draft in a the draft to kind of steady the room a bit. And then you had uh, uh, a veteran like Kyle Rudolph there. or I don't know if you're going to get Ertz, but Kyle Rudolph fits for what you're trying to do. It mixed in that that tight end room because you bring Jawan Johnson back. Troutman still needs to develop a bit. And then the Saints need to focus on how they, to deal with how they fix the offensive line. I know Teron Armstead seems like he's going to be priced out of there. But what do you do uh, for the other pieces of the line? What happens if Teron Armstead out? Your most expensive offensive lineman, which is Ryan Ramcheck, big check a uh, big check will turn into your blindside tackle. He was that in college. He will be that again. Uh, and eventually the Saints will have to figure out if Ruiz is who they want to be at guard or center. Uh, who's going to be the opposite tackle position? Is it Andrus? Does Andrus stay at guard or does he goes the right tackle? We know they restructured his contract, but does Andrus go to Does he stay at the guard position or do he kind of swing out to that opposite tackle position? You know, that's still some flux there that the saints have to figure out going into the season. And of course they need depth behind James Hurst, who is that that sixth offensive lineman that comes in when somebody gets hurt, they still need depth. I'm not big on Kelvin Throckmorton. didn't like how he played last year. He was a turnstile. And Landon Young, the little bit we seen from Landon, uh, before he got a, a broken foot, he had some op- a bit upside. But still, no, the Saints need to address the depth in their offensive line. And, of course, Elvin Kamara with this Las Vegas stuff, you might do you reach in the draft at some point and get a running back, which you more than likely probably could get a uh, a pretty good running back, maybe what, between the fourth and fifth, perhaps there. Well, I mean, there there is an opportunity where the Saints can do that. As well. So, like I said, they got some they'll have more picks, too, because once though once they compute the uh, compensatory uh, side of it, they'll have more picks to go along with the picks that they have already. So, you know, the Saints could get an They will get additional picks to go along with what they have. So they'll have an opportunity to fill quite a few holes there. All right. Derek uh, Abshire says, give me all linemen. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. like I said, a lot of people don't understand, man, the Saints offensive line. You seen cracks in the armor last year, like when it started with Carolina, we just just eviscerated Green Bay in Florida and then came back against Carolina. Like, what the hell going on? It's like night and day. And then you started seeing throughout the season cracks in the Saints offensive line. Uh, outside of the injuries, but even when the five were together in the, in the few times that they were together, they didn't look all that dominant. I, I still look like Eric McCoy. I, I still say Eric McCoy was dealing with injuries but because I never seen McCoy get pancaked that much. I thought he worked for IHOP somewhere. But I mean, and then Cesar Ruiz is what do you do with him? Do you finally play him at center? Because he's not a guard. He's not a very good one. What happens with Andrews P Does he slide to tackle? Or does he stay at guard? It's it's quite a few things to think about uh, with the offensive line to protect Jameis Winston, you know. So, what does the Saints' offensive line look with Ryan Ramchick as the best uh, lineman there, you know? Uh, and and him him finally getting healthy again that's a big plus. Finally getting him back after seven missed games and him being strong, and, of course, the Saints' depth in the offensive lines and other things. So it all culminates, man, in, in, in the draft cycle of uh, what we need to do. But they'll have a lot of picks to kind of address that. All right, what's up? Glenn says, whoever gets Corral will, uh, will hurt Saints' Panthers are after him. He reads defenses, fast mobility, and the arm is deadly. The fire burns in him. There are plenty of wide receivers out there every year, but not QB. Thank you, Glenn. Appreciate you. Yeah, I know about uh, uh, I know about Matt Corral all too well, man. When uh, the legend of Matt Corral started a couple of years ago, uh, he was he was somebody. Uh, uh, when he played LSU, he had that big game. I think he had like three hundred yards rushing and f- what four hundred yards passing or something like that. And people were like, who the hell is this guy? That's when he got on my radar. When he did that, he had like. 300 yards rushing that game and like 300 yards. That was ridiculous. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? But the guy is, he's, uh, he's unreal. He's very athletic. He has a high football IQ. Uh, they're saying he has attitude, attitude problems. I don't know, but that's some of the knocks they're saying about uh corral, but you know, they got to poison your punch, so to speak, to kind of drop your stock. You know, so they can reach at you to get you, because to get them, get you where they want you. They do that every year. Start putting out bad information on certain players to kind of uh, let the air out of the stocks, so to speak. You know. But thank you for that, uh, brother. Eric says, "Q, don't forget Michael Gallup out of Dallas." Yeah, I was talking about him, Eric. Yeah, I was talking about him. Uh, yeah, I got you, brother. Prime Velas, yeah, from Tennessee. Yeah, he ran a four three three and the uh, yeah four three two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And listen. Velas Jones, and then of course the other brother, the other wide receiver. And remember, the Tennessee wide receivers—you got to pay attention to them because your wide receiver coach came from there. Cody Burns just came from there, and he knows those wide receivers. So for Prime to say Velas Jones, he's talking about something. I'm thinking about uh, what's the kid name? Pittman is his name? Pittman, the other wide receiver from Tennessee, who's the best. That's the best. The best of the two is this other kid. Is this, is it Pittman or Steelman? I'm going to have to look him up, but I remember we played him talking about uh, Cody Burns. And when you talk about Tennessee wide receivers, Burns knows those guys and what they could bring. So uh, he got the inside baseball on those guys. So yeah, problem. You could, you could, you, you, you saying something right there. All right, swag fan. what's up, fam? Says we get rid of Tony Jones and pick up some bruising backs to fill the void, AK41. Well, remember, that's what uh, Dennis Green, uh, Dennis Green, Dennis Allen was saying that he wants a bruising running attack, man, a power running game. And that sounds like Latavius to me. But right now, Tony Jones can run inside and outside, man. He really is. He just, uh, you know, he's just unproven. You know, he's still a young player trying to figure it out. But the Saints, do they reach into free agency and get a a cheaper back, or do they grab one in, in the draft? And that's what I'm saying. They'll have a lot of picks, and they can fill a lot of needs this year uh, to kind of stay cap compliant. All right. Uh, let's see right here. All right. Let me get a couple of more, and then we'll get out. Uh, Derek says, Winston coming off an injury, we need protection. You're absolutely right. We definitely need some offensive line help there. KT says, Trey Burks is a monster, but did you see Christian Watson out of north dakota state now i heard about him uh out of the kid from north dakota state yeah i heard about him uh uh kt I, I heard about him a lot he's one of them diamonds in the rough a lot of people not talking about him but i expect you to mention him. uh glenn said the best wideouts are from arkansas and old miss <laughs> seeing them all that are worth their split put put the film on yeah okay all right thank you glenn for that i will all right, uh, KT says, look out for Christian Watson out of North Dakota State, 64208-43940. Okay, thank you, KT. And KT is our uh, resident uh, uh, scoutmaster from the sports cone. <laughs> we're going to have KT on tomorrow, man, to talk about some of his uh, diamonds in the rough. Do you? And then, of course, KT did his mock draft, so we're going to have him to kind of explain his mock there. But, yeah. Uh Tyrese says, what if we go defense round one? Uh like who would who would you take? I mean, somebody good at default to you. I don't know why they would do that, you know. But you never know what the Saints remember that year. We were supposed to take uh a defensive player the year uh Cesar Ruiz was drafted. And that just surprised. And one of the family members, I forgot who it was, says, Watch we take a center like, well, why would we take a center? We don't need, and then they took a center. Sure did. They all Caesar Ruiz. people are like, what the hell do we need a center? And then later on, Coach Payton turns into a guard, and he was a shitty one, played sparingly good, and then they moved him to the center position. He played better. But that's really a problem there. They're going to have to figure out what do you do with Cesar Ruiz because I don't know if I can stomach another year of Ruiz at guard, man. He's not a good guard, not at all. So I mean, yeah, but they, the Saints are known to surprise you. But let's hope the new, the more conservative Saints under Dennis Allen could would be more predictable and in, in terms of sticking to their, uh, uh, you know, their weaknesses, getting people that strengthen the weaknesses, like add more explosiveness to the wide receiver room, uh, to the running back room, tight end room, depth to the offensive line room, stuff like that, you know. Yeah, J- J- JT, JT, that was you. All right, <laughs> I knew it was somebody. JT, I was kind of figured. I was like, yeah, uh, they was like, they were saying, well, what? Watch the Saints take this dude, and I was like, uh, well, you know, we we'll see what happens. And they sure enough did take him too. You was absolutely right, JT. They, they, the Saints, they, they did that shit. But yeah, it's crazy, man, how that all works out, man. but anyway, fam. That's going to do it for the show. Much love to the family. I appreciate y'all. Please feel free to hit upon the like button, hit the like button, hit the share button and share the stream with other great saint uh, to the, with the rest of saint family members. Also feel free uh, to hit the notification bell for shows. I've been getting messages, family members saying they're not getting their uh, show notifications. So make sure your notification button is lit up like your subscribe button is lit up to get the notification. Sometimes subscription, the hitting the subscribe button ain't enough. So make sure you hit the notification button as well. It's specifically designed uh, for that purpose because there was a lot of complaints saying that people wasn't getting their notifications. So make sure you do that. Also, I'm going to start doing more double postings. When a show hits, I'm going to post it again in the community page, just in case somebody missed it, because I am getting a lot of that. Uh, People telling me Q I'm missing. I'm not getting the show notifications to kept, keep you alive my friend and I'm like you know what brother I'm I, I, you know I'm gonna have to double post it just to make sure uh, family members uh, get it so well, anyway with that being said appreciate thank you Glenn uh, much love Trey uh, Mocha who that to you Brian Robinson Jen? yeah yep, yeah, Brian that's another dude we're gonna talk about all these guys yeah KT Jalen Petrie you know I was telling you Petrie would, is a really good one man uh, safety wise I was looking at I like how he plays the position all right so yeah so like i said yeah <laughs> thank you Derek, uh for subscribing much love to Derek as well appreciate you uh hitting the subscribe button my friend and welcome to the sports coma baby welcome to the great saint thank tank i salute you uh much love brother Derek. all right so with that being said anybody talk about your things <laughs> you tell them in a the new orleans accent yeah <laughs> We say for the Pelican post-game report, man, if anybody talk about your Pelicans. Yeah, but but see, they, we, the, the Saints got old in the tooth. So they don't, they, you know, we used to it. But the Pelicans, they're attacking the Pelicans right now. They were. And then the Pelicans start winning, and they all hush-hush now. So it's like, it's it's funny, man, how they want to take your team. They want to talk mess about your people. So you got to stand up against these big bullies out here, man, These these national people. Uh, Out there at the ESPNs, these people be trying to poison your soup, point over there and then drop something in your soup and tell you go ahead on and eat it. No, we ain't going to fall for that. We ain't falling for the okie dope. So, yeah, you got to stand and protect your squads, man. That's what we do, you know. But anyway, (laughs) Swag says, our Pelicans get paying off Timberwolves fans quiet up here. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, we got a lot of work to do, man. But listen, the Pelicans looking real good tomorrow, man. They got uh, Utah Jazz coming in. And it's it's the Pelicans, man. Y'all have a lot to be surprised and happy for. What's up, O'Cooler? Who that to you, fam? Good to see you, Dominic. I see you, fam. All right. Ernest, he says, uh, Lewis. Yeah, out of Georgia. The safety is another good one, too. They're anticipating him to be one of the top three safeties coming out the draft. So, yeah, he's another dude that that I was looking at in that Georgia defense. Man, my goodness. All right. Yeah, McKinley, too. I see him, KT. Yeah, McKinley's another good one. Yeah, you're right. Those are ball hawks. So with that being said, fam, we're going to get our uh, draft gurus in the show tomorrow. We're going to do some mocks. We'll have a little fun on our Friday stream uh, before the Pelican Post game report later on that night. Uh, Much love to the fam. I appreciate y'all joining in. And I'm going to holler at y'all later. Who that to you? And I'm out.
1: Yeah. Well, all right like you always say welcome 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 number one sports talk indeed Uh, we ain't like the falcons we won't blow the lead look all we talk is who that Uh, who got cut and who back uh, Bookies in the vets players you should look at it's the sports coma you don't want to miss it got the pre-game party post-game statistics get a visit from Sway. maybe dc or five it's the hottest thing smoking bitch. Go to YouTube and Live, make sure you subscribe. In the views inside the Saints Locker room, Talk to Drew, Jordan, Zach, Payton, New Orleans, who that? Nation. Hello. Best believe when I say we be golden black. Ain't a miracle a robbery could ever hold us back. No, Beastquake, bounty Gate, let the truth be told. It's the sports coma, all we know is say Super Bowl. Yeah, you listening to the sports coma.